position. Welcome. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the New Dad Rock. Thank you to our loyal listeners, first of all, for listening. And, and well, more so for the encouragement. Oh, and what I was going to say, though, is the feedback. We love the feedback. We read our reviews, mostly because we're vain. But seriously, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or in service some of the recent feedback is about playing music clips or making music clips available yeah and you have to take our word for how awesome the music we like is like yeah seriously there are, there are legal issues around this and we're investigating our options and we don't want me to play them well keep an eye on the space <laughs> and if you're using a certain fruit related streaming service that uh, Playlist to company each episode is in the episode notes and tweeted out. Cool. Uh, that was fun. What are we talking about this week? Well, did you see recently PJ Harvey announced that all of her records, which most of which are long out of print except maybe the last one or two, anyway, are finally being re-released on vinyl like later this year. Have you seen that? That's awesome! Um, I guess. Uh, I don't get the whole vinyl thing. Um, are they still available on streaming services? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so I don't really see what what's a big deal. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Are you getting any of the vinyl? I'll probably get a couple. I think I only have her last one on vinyl. And I think it was in the logo picture, but I think I might have taken it out because there were too many sides with white. And from an <laughs> aesthetic standpoint, it was hard to get the font to stand out. But anyway, like, it's cool, like... The records are hard to find. They're, you know, $100 plus if you buy them secondhand. Woo! There's, I think, a couple uh, demo albums are being also released. So it's it's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, but a lot of people out there may not know much about PJ Harvey. I think a lot of people know her name, but may not know that much about her music. Yeah, so um, she is, you know, been at times compared to Patti Smythe. Uh, Kate Bush, Janis Joplin. Really? I think she's way too original to be compared to, well, really anyone. Yeah, I mean, maybe for a song or two, she could sound like them, but I'm sure, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to give people who are not familiar with a song or two of hers, just kind of an idea of where we're coming from in that direction. So, I mean, there are songs that I think people know. Uh, like Down by the Water, um, which you know as the Little Fish, Little Fish song. Yeah, little, yeah, um, yeah. Her <laughs> cover of, um, you know, in that show *Peaky Blinders*, they do Nick Cave's *Red Right Hand* as the theme song, and she did a cover version of that. Yeah, didn't she actually date him for a couple years? Not only dated, but they collaborated uh, in the '90s. But we'll probably get into that a little bit more later. Um, but really, so, you know, she, she's she been out there. She's been on Jay Leno. She's been on David Letterman. She's been on all the shows. She's on major labels. She gets press. And I read one story that in, um, like, in 1995, when the song Come On Billy was coming out, VH1 mm-hmm. wanted to play it. But, like, her video is, like, she's, like, this dominatrix in a blood red dress and like <laughs> everyone in the room at VH1 is totally blown away and they're like oh my god she's amazing but she's way too good for us and then they never showed the video yeah no I hear that she puts a different visual element together for every um, album and she really tries not to play what she played before like she doesn't want to play 
the same kind of music album after album after album, which I totally respect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you start to go through, you know, how she started out her first two albums, you know, it was she was like the PJ Harvey trio. This is the albums Dry and Rid of Me, which when she was getting getting all the notoriety. These are very bluesy albums. She has like um, austere sounds. Uh, it's a three piece, you know, ba guitar, bass, drums, and her like wailing vocals. You know, very intense. Um, you know, she had an intense look about her, you know, smeared red lipstick, pale white skin, black clothes usually, or a lack thereof. She, you know, definitely used her body as a statement. Yeah. You know, she's the only artist to have won two Mercury uh, prize albums, one in 2001 and one in 2011. Right. So uh, the Mercury Prize is basically the best British album of the year. And the first year she won it, I mean, it's been around only since like 1990. So she was like the first female to win. And the award wow. ceremony was September 11th, 2001. But it was in, I guess, in London, somewhere in Britain anyway. And she's in D.C. because she's on tour. And I think I mentioned I saw her one week after 9-11. Um, At the Warfield. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. Um, but she, she's in D.C. to, you know, on tour. And she is literally from the, her hotel room looking at the Pentagon on fire and she's calling in to the award ceremony being like, this is really surreal. I thank you very much. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely stunned. Wow. I can't believe the English had the award ceremony that night. I mean, with the time difference, I, I, I don't, I don't no, know the, the next situation. Day. I got you. No, it was, I mean, it was pretty early in the day. So, Oh, you mean it was happening like at the same time? Holy shit. I That's mean, crazy, was, dude. Makes sense, because I mean, 9 in the I morning, think, not 10 in the morning is 6 I mean, or 7 in England. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely... It's not that it's far, an, but you're right. It's an, it's an eight-hour time to... Oh, I'm sorry. It's I'm on the West hours. Coast. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm on the West Coast. You're on the East Coast. I get confused about Europe. My bad. How did you hear of PJ Harvey at first? Because I know we listened to her at least... Uh, I remember when we were roommates in 93, 94. I, I, I know we listened to her, and that was... I think rid of me. Yeah, it was totally rid of me because Dry was backwards, like the earlier album. Um, you know, it could have been the radio station WGSU, where we were uh, radio uh, DJs. But mm -hmm. I think Brian probably passed her to me over the summer. Like this, yeah. uh, Brian was our friend who was a music uh, DJ or maybe even music director at the Virginia Tech radio station, mm -hmm. which I don't know what it was called. Hooskers, Hooters, Hokies. Whatever their radio station was called. Uh, yeah. It's probably Virginia Tech, WVTU or something. But um, yeah, I bet it was during that summer when I was working at Adventureland. So my summer between my freshman and sophomore year, I bet he brought uh, rid of me here, home. Yeah. Maybe the year later. <laughs> and, and, yeah, so that's on her second album, Rid of Me, where she made her first appearance on Jay Leno. And on the Jay Leno show, she plays this by herself a very austere version of the song rid of me which it you know has a blistering falsetto in it it's very blues oriented she was one person singing and playing guitar it sounded like there were three or four people playing and then jay leno invites her over to talk on the couch like you never see the musical guest over you know having a quick conversation and she spends like a three minutes talking to jay leno about castrating sheep on the farm where she grew up in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, so she has this really crazy contralto voice. Um, yeah, so she's able to do a lot with her voice, which is amazing. Do you know she's also a sculptor? Yeah, tell, tell me a little bit about that, because I, I actually just read that recently. Um, she just had her first um, 
exhibition with uh, Coppola. With yeah, Zoe yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, I mean, that's about all I know, too. Um, I think it might have been, well, I think that might have been her drawings. She's basically she's doing all different kinds of art, just like she does every album different musically. She also likes to experiment with all the other kinds of art. I mean, she's just totally uh, interesting. She's just totally fascinated by what a human can do. So what's your favorite album? It's, it's really hard. I remember being in a cab in, uh, in San Francisco, and at this time, I, th I think Stories, I was probably coming home from the concert, Stories from the City was out, and I remember the cab driver and I debating what was the better album, and I was <laughs> like, I mean, I love, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, To Bring You My Love has a lot of big hits on it. Uh, of course, we, we already mentioned Rid of Me, which came out. You know, that was the one where we really got to hear her for, but is this desire I really like? It's got those trip hop elements. I remember we heard the first song. We were on our uh, a trip to Italy, my girlfriend and I at the time. Uh -huh. um, and the song Perfect Day Elise had just come out and that was like the lead off single for the, um, you know, before that album came out. And I just, it's very listen to a bullet. It's very downbeat and it's very, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, high intensity PJ Harvey with the sky lit up, but it's it it it, it kind of has that that groove to it, and I always kind of go back to that. Um, but really, you have to depend on the style. Uh, her two most recent albums are more almost folksy pastoral album. Did PJ Harvey do a duet with Tom York, or did I just make that up? Yes, Tom York of Radiohead. They had a duet on. Stories from the City, Stories from Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea, which was 2000-ish, right? 2000 that came out? I have no idea, but she did a, another duet with Sparkle Horse. Maybe a couple songs. Yeah, she did a few songs on the um, It's a Beautiful, It's a Wonderful. <laughs> Wait, it, it, the name of that album? No, no, I think it's, it's a Wonderful Life. No, it's, it, it, is it's that a it? Wonderful Life. Oh, I yeah. thought it was the Sparrow it's something or other. God, yeah, I... so she's collaborated with him. She's actually done a lot, a lot of collaborations. You yeah. know, she did a song with Tricky, with Josh Holmes she sang with. Um, we talked about before where she had a relationship with Nick Cave, and they did a number of songs that they sang together. In fact, after they broke up, he wrote a whole... Uh, album about it. <laughs> album. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think it was a whole album. I think it was like three or four songs. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and I... then this guy, John Parrish, who you know she started out with... They did two collaborative album, full albums together where they're playing together. It's really his songs, but obviously she's she's the voice and other instrumentation. Um, but Was you know, he in the PJ the whole, Harvey trio? Was he in the trio with her? Yeah, I think it wasn't, wasn't yeah. it Rob Allison and, uh, is that right, Rob Ellis? Oh, I have no uh, idea. Anyway. I'm impressed that you even know any of this. Well done. I'm just saying random names. They started out, you know, they were almost like this raucous blues bar band, you know, and then this is in the early 90s, and then by 2000, she was pretty polished, 97, that trip-hop album, 95 was a big alternative rock hit, uh, 2011, she wins her second Mercury Prize after winning it 10 years earlier yeah. for that England Shake. Um, in between, she does this album, White Chalk, where she's playing piano the whole time, an instrument that she didn't even really know how to play, and she sang in her contra alto and, and, a, and a falsetto voice and very, um, 
you know, just almost delicate. Wind Under Ether was a big song from that album. Um, and then Let England Shake uh, and Stories from this, uh, I'm sorry, Let England Shake and her more recent one, the Hope Six Demolition Project, are a lot more folksy. She continues to evolve. Uh, she continues to put albums out. And that, you know, most recently she did some soundtrack work. Finally, she, you know, the whole point is she never makes the same album twice. Yeah, her sound varies from album to album, and her rawness at times can be off-putting. And in concert, she typically plays most, if not all, of her mo most recent album or her latest record, and maybe a handful of other songs, and they may not necessarily be the hits. So, the New Dad Rock Hall of Fame? Yeah, easy, easy. Easy, all right, yes, totally. Of course. Congrats. Woo! Yeah. Yay, BJ. Yeah, Congratulations. So, number three. So, we have Pavement Modest Miles, PJ Harvey. PJ Harvey, she can be a challenging listen. And if you have patience and an open mind, and um, like I always tell people when they're listening to my mixes, if you don't like this song, at least just wait till the next one comes on before you <laughs> totally dismiss it because cool. she does have a variety of styles. Nice, nice. In the episode notes, we have compiled a playlist of career highlights or entry points. And if nothing else, there's the Jay Leno video from 1993. I mean, she's been on it multiple times, but the one in 93, Rid of Me by herself. Uh, I think she's 24 years old at the time. Just unbelievable. All right, PJ, we love you so much. Congratulations on re-releasing your vinyls. It took long enough. Yeah, exactly. And thank you all for listening. We're the new dad rock. <laughs>